To be honest, I would call it a flash sale or even a quick cash grab because that's what it is. It's a dollar amount off the session total disguised as a model call to make women feel special. The idea is to get the client in the studio, have them fall in love with their images and the experience and become emotionally attached to their images so they end up purchasing more than what they had expected. I'm Tracy Lynn, a boudoir photographer and business coach, and I'm obsessed with helping photographers out of their ruts, sticking points, and holdups, and helping them find their way to the business of their dreams. Back in 2016, I left my job as an overworked dental hygienist and built a seven-figure boudoir business working just 30 hours a month. Every week we chat about photography, pricing, marketing, and all things business. Join me as we uncover your path to sustainable success so you can find more fulfillment in a balanced life, all with a camera in your hand. This is the Sustainable Freedom with Photography podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. I cannot believe that we're already on episode seven. That is so crazy to me because I honestly never thought that I would host a podcast. Really though, this has been such a fun adventure for me. And so far, I really love it. It's becoming one of those things that I really look forward to working on. And that's what we're really after in business, right? Only doing the things that we love and hiring out anything that we don't love. If that's just a dream for you right now, I want you to know that you will get there. Just keep working. Whatever you do, don't get discouraged or give up. And that's really why I'm here today. I want to talk to you about how you can stop spinning your wheels and start booking clients on autopilot consistently. What we're covering today is model calls, as in what they are, why and how they become popular, and a secret that's not so secret, why I'm really not a fan. I'm also going to give you five strategies to try instead. So let's dive in. I want to start with exactly what a model call is. A model call is a marketing strategy that started several years ago. Like I'm pretty sure it was before 2016 because I know that I actually tried this strategy way back in 2016 when I moved to St. Louis. It's really popular in the boudoir world, but I've seen other types of photography niches adopt versions of it as well. And while I understand the reasoning behind it, I personally think that there are much better and more genuine ways to grow your business than this strategy. When I personally tried this strategy, it made me feel just so gross and icky. <laughs> Let me tell you why. The first, last, and only time I ever tried this model call strategy was when I had literally just signed the lease on my studio in St. Louis. I wanted to fill my portfolio with real women and make some real money. This strategy was being forced down my throat through Facebook ads. All the boudoir Facebook groups were talking about it. Seriously, all I was hearing was model call this, model call that. So I felt like obviously this was the only strategy that was going to work. Anyone ever felt that way? Like somebody's strategy is being forced down your throat, all the Facebook ads, everywhere you look, it's just this strategy. Yeah, that's how I felt with this model call strategy. So I announced that I was running a model call, had a few applicants, and scheduled their sessions. I actually think I had maybe four applicants, tried to book all of them, but only got two sessions to actually show up. Anyway, at the session, I gave them the full experience, and I absolutely do know that they had a great time because that is always my focus. It always has been, and it always is 
now in both of my businesses, not just my boudoir photography business. But then it came down to talking about the actual photos and their options to purchase. When I had run this model call, I had advertised it as a free hair and makeup and the session time. I said photos were not required to be purchased because they weren't, but the only way that they would ever be able to get their images was to purchase. I nicely explained to them that the images wouldn't even be posted on Instagram or anywhere on my website, anything, unless they were chosen and paid for because I obviously didn't want them to just screenshot and not purchase, you know? We did the ordering session and both models, quote, <laughs> purchased an album on a payment plan. But it's been six years since I ran that model call and guess how much has been paid on the payment plans? Zero dollars to this day, literally six years later. I chalked it up to a great learning experience. For one thing, I know exactly what makes me feel gross and sleazy, so I know what kind of marketing strategy I will never run again. And I know how to take payment plans and actually get paid now. And I made quite a few mistakes during the ordering session that I was able to quickly adjust when I had real clients later on. I'm a big believer in making mistakes and learning from them in the future. I really do believe that that's the fastest way to learn, and P.S. this will be an episode in the very near future. So let's talk about exactly how a model call works for those of you who may not know. Since it isn't as popular as it was six years ago, thankfully, I'm going to explain this in a way that boudoir photographers run it because the model call was designed as a way for boudoir photographers specifically to grow their business. Step one is to run a model call to a local audience, your social media, and your current email list. The model call is ran as a way to grow your portfolio or change it up, but in reality, it's just a way to get clients interested in your services. To be honest, I would call it a flash sale or even a quick cash grab because that's what it is. It's a dollar amount off the session total disguised as a model call to make women feel special. The idea is to get the client in the studio, have them fall in love with their images and the experience and become emotionally attached to their images so they end up purchasing more than what they had expected. These women have to apply to become a model and most photographers accept all models because this is actually a money making strategy, you know. So most models understand that the images will be used for advertising purposes so they know that they have to sign the release but there's a catch. Now everyone runs their model calls differently, but there is always something for free. The way that I was taught was it was a session fee at no charge, hair and makeup, and maybe a print credit like $100 off. There is no obligation to purchase, but we all know that for $100 in most photography studios, you're barely getting more than one image. So obviously like there's no obligation for the models to purchase, but if they want more than what was initially offered, then they do have to make a purchase. So even though it's a good way for women to experience what you offer without committing to more, it's also a way to trick women into purchasing more. And that's when I got that really sleazy feeling. So, I mean, I think you kind of already know, but let's talk about exactly why I'm not a big fan of model calls. First of all, when you run a model call, it feels deceptive. Like you're advertising this really cool thing for women to do and they feel special because they get to be a model. But in reality, it's just a way to get warm bodies in front of your camera and hopefully make some quick money. So what ends up happening is you get a studio full of really upset clients if you were not absolutely clear on this agreement from the get-go. And let's be honest, humans in general only hear what they want to hear, just like they only read parts of agreements or contracts. I know I'm guilty of that too. So they're going to be more than likely surprised when they find out to get those beautiful photos that they had taken they're gonna to have to actually pay for them and pay premium prices at that. 
Another reason I'm not a fan of model calls in general are they're a recipe for no-shows. When someone has no skin in the game, no money on the line, they are far more likely to no-show. And who wants to hold a session for someone who may or may not show up? And side note, in 2022, if that's when you're listening to this, I've been experiencing some super flaky clients. Like even if they pay their session fee, some still won't show. A few of my coaching clients have experienced the same thing, and that's why I created a breakout session in my 2022 cohort of the TLC Boudoir Photographers Mastermind, specifically creating step-by-step strategies to prevent this from happening to you. So I'm going to link my waitlist in the show notes. If you're listening to this later on, this program is only open two times a year, typically in January, February, and July and August. So be on the lookout and the waitlist will be at tinyurl.com slash TLC mastermind. Personally, my studio is two hours from our house. So going all the way to my studio for someone who doesn't show up for a confirmed appointment even if it's paid for, really ruins my day. Honestly, when my studio was 15 minutes from where I lived, I was very annoyed when I had no shows for model calls. It's just disrespectful to not let someone know if you are not going to show up. But here's the main reason I'm not a fan of model calls. And this is something if you know me or have been following me for any length of time, you know I'm a big believer in this topic. I don't want to build a list of clients who are just looking for a deal. I'm here for long-term sustainability, and a client list of deal seekers is not gonna lead to the sustainable freedom I'm always talking about. What it will lead to is headaches, problem clients, and burnout really quickly due to the amount of sessions you have to photograph in order to meet your salary goals. I'm planning to talk more about this on the next episode, actually, so just hang out, and you can hear all about what I have to say on that topic. Without my recommendation, I've actually had several clients try these model calls, and what I've seen is how their sales averages, which is what they make per client, is actually far lower than what it is with non-model call clients, which means that their time would be better spent working on finding more of these non-model call clients anyway with strategies that actually work. So let's talk about these strategies that I recommend. So as you know, because I've said it over and over and over and over, and I will continue to do so, we are here for long-term sustainability. It's important to think about the long game, and that means our marketing strategies need to be focused on that long-term sustainability as well. These five strategies that I'm about to tell you about are strategies that not only work better than a model call, but also help you move towards sustainable freedom as well. I also want to tell you that all of these strategies are something that we focus on in my TLC Boudoir Photographers Mastermind, which I've already mentioned earlier in this episode. And like I said, the waitlist will be in the show notes, or you can go to tinyurl.com slash TLC mastermind, but I want to give you a quick overview right now all about it, then I'm going to drop it, promise. So this mastermind is a year-long program packed full of step-by-step guidance to build your business in a more automated, sustainable, and profitable way. Not to mention, it's pretty much the exact method I use to build my own six-figure per year business. And my business has actually made me seven figures in the last five years. I think it's actually 1.4 million in the last five years. So this strategy works. 
And by the way, when I say that it works, I work less than 30 hours a month. And to be honest, it's more like 30 hours every other month in my boudoir business. So not only does it bring in lots of money, it gives you your time back. So that's why I believe in this so much. So my mastermind includes a full year of bi-monthly live training calls covering foundational elements of running a six-figure boudoir photography business. There are eight topical breakout sessions and these sessions have step-by-step guides, templates, checklists to transform your business on a flexible one-thing-at-a-time schedule. And these are unlike anything that you've seen in any other pro- program, I promise. You also get a private community of boudoir photographers working to create more streamlined and profitable businesses with accountability, encouragement, and brainstorming built right in. And my photographers in this community, they are so cool. They're so encouraging. They're even doing their own little get together without me in the next six months, I think. And a few of them meet all the time just to work together and to like work with each other because they're a few hours away from each other. So you also get one 60-minute one-on-one private coaching session with me for my undivided attention on your business, and this coaching session is worth it because it will help you really nail down your customized business. If you want more information, please be sure to join the waitlist in the show notes. And now we're back on topic. We're going to talk about the five strategies. And honestly, there's actually 10 strategies, but I'm combining this first strategy because I recorded an entire episode of all about it already. And you can go back. I think it was episode two or three, Um, but it's all about skipping the Facebook ads and still booking clients. And I also created a PDF download of this strategy, and it's called Five Steps to Skip Facebook Ads and Still Book Your Ideal Clients, and I'm going to link that in the show notes for reference for you later. Anyway, here's a real quick overview of that. So number one, I like to call this business relationship marketing, and I also call it strategic alliances as well. But what you want to do is build relationships with other businesses who already serve your ideal client because clients already trust the other businesses they will trust the referral to your business as well. Number two, create a client referral program to bring in more clients that you love. Client referrals are the very best and cheapest form of marketing because your clients already know, like, and trust you, so they're going to be happy to refer their friends, but you have to actually remember to ask for the referral and reward them with some kind of program as well. And number three, invest in a high converting website. You can do it with a designer or a template, but your website is so much more than a business card. And so make sure that it reflects this. When a potential client lands on your site, they should be taken on a journey to go from browser to buyer as quickly as possible. Number four, you need to optimize your SEO or search engine optimization. That's how Google finds you on that website. Without traffic, it doesn't matter how high converting your website is, you're still not gonna be able to book photography clients, so we need to make sure that you're getting the right traffic on your website. And that's done with SEO. And number five, start an email list because it is never too late. With an average ROI of $38 to $1 spent, it far surpasses the average Facebook ROI of $4 to every dollar spent. It takes a bit of work up front, but the results are worth it. And now we're going to talk about the second, or you could call it the sixth strategy, and that is my annual sales strategy. I have been running annual sales since Memorial Day 2017. I run two per year, 
one on Black Friday, one on Memorial Day weekend. And I chose those days specifically because they're six months apart so I can fill my slow months of the year really quickly. I know what you're thinking. An annual sale is a sale, Tracy. Just like model calls are technically a sale, so what's the difference? So let me just talk about the different types of sales. We can call number one is the model call. We've already talked about that. You know what that is. So let me talk about number two, which would be flash sales. Then we'll discuss number three, which is the annual sales strategy. And I'll actually give you a little bit of that strategy today as well. So to me, a flash sale is a really quick cash injection in your business, which you run when your business is slow. So like it's a thing that you do when you panic. Maybe you run a half price sale with a Facebook ad. Take it from me, you probably would book maybe one client from that and she's gonna spend a few hundred dollars at best. I know from experience, I promise. Which means you are likely gonna break even with your ad spend, hopefully. Hopefully you break even. That The last time I ran one was in 2017 and um, I know that Facebook ads are not the same now. So I can't even promise you that you're gonna break even with only booking one sale. So there are two reasons that I don't actually like to run flash sales. One is they can make you look really desperate. So think about it, if you're constantly running sales, just like all the time, then clients are gonna see that you're always running them. So they're gonna think one of two things. First, no one wants to book with you. I mean, if you see someone constantly running sales, isn't that what you think? They must not be very good at what they do. And second, that they should wait to book with you because you're for sure gonna run another sale soon. So why would they go book now you you look desperate so why would they book if you're not running a sale you know and then number two is flash sale clients are they're not good clients they book last minute and only because they saw that you were offering a special or some kind of deal not because your marketing converted them into a client and that means they're most likely not going to spend that much at all on the other hand, I want to talk about my annual sales strategy and why this actually works. And, and honestly, my annual sales sales average is exactly the same as my regular sessions. That's why I really love these because they are just, the way I view annual sales at the, is that they're just a strategy to nudge your already warm audience into booking a session. So I, like I said, I actually run two per year. One is the Memorial Day weekend one and the other is Black Friday weekend. With my annual sales strategy, 80% of my bookings come from my email list with a few stragglers coming from social media a little bit. But let's backtrack a second. When someone lands on my website, I have two goals in mind. My number one goal is to obviously have them book a session before they leave my website. If they don't do that, my number two goal is to have them opt into my email list. So everyone on my email list is there because they, specific, they are specifically interested in a boudoir session. So throughout the year, I'm sending out emails constantly warming them up with information that they need to know to book a session. So these are things like session prep, client testimonials, vendor recommendations, helping them prep for their session with different vendors in the St. Louis area, other questions that clients have asked me and a few specific things like that would be like what to do if they happen to start their period right before their session. So things like that. So all year they're getting these emails and I'm just constantly nurturing them and giving them all kinds of super helpful information. And then when I run my annual sale, they're already warmed up and this sale is the exact push that they need to go ahead and book a session. Those two annual sales are the only time that I actually sell 
to my email list. The rest of the year, I'm literally just giving them helpful information that they need to know before they actually book a session. And as far as how I run the sale, I am super specific. I use specific numbers and specific times of the year. I really use sales to book up my slower times of the year. And if you want the nitty gritty of how the sales are run with step-by-step -step instructions, well, this is a breakout session in my upcoming TLC Boudoir Photographers Mastermind. So you know what I have to say, join the waitlist, tinyurl.com slash TLC Mastermind. I literally, guys, I can't say enough good about this mastermind. Like it is the thing that lights me up in my education side of my business besides this podcast. So number seven, I think we're on seven or three, whichever one you want to call it. We're going to talk about actually email marketing. So I talked a little bit about it just now when I discussed my annual sales strategy, but I want you to know email marketing is not scary or slimy. In fact, like I mentioned earlier, it's so good for nurturing leads into clients. What you're doing is just giving them all the information that they need to know to follow through and book a session. I mean, they opted into your email list, like probably to a freebie that they were actually interested in. So that means if they're on their list, they're interested in what you offer. So it's not slimy or salesy. It's actually definitely not salesy because the way that I recommend you use your email list is to absolutely not only talk about sales. If you follow my strategy, in fact, you only mention sales one to two times per year at most. The rest of the time, you're simply emailing them with helpful tips that they need to know in order to actually book a session with you. Like I said earlier, we're talking about things like session prep, seeing past clients that they can relate to, not just one type of client. We want to see all types of clients, all body types, all skin colors. They need to see clients that look like normal women to visualize themselves in front of your camera. That is so important. You can answer questions that they ask all the time, like questions about where to get a spray tan or if they should, what to do with images after the session, how to give them to their significant other, and so many more topics. And emails don't even need to be super long. I actually like to write them as short recaps to a blog post because unless I'm running my annual sale, my only goal with this email list is to get them to click to my website. The more times they visit your website, the greater chance they will book a session. So I want them on my website as much as possible. Speaking of blogs, they are so good for SEO and they don't have to be scary. They don't have to be intimidating to write. They just need to be written with a strategy. And I go over this strategy in my marketing course. It's called TLC Photography Marketing Course. I made it super simple and easy to understand. And I even give you the literal tip template that I use to write my own blogs before I ever post them. That is on my website, but I'll also link it in the show notes as well. Now let's talk about number four, the fourth strategy, or we could call it the eighth strategy, but we're going to talk about many, or is it the ninth strategy? I don't even want know what number we're on. Let's call it the fourth strategy. Anyway, it's all about mini sessions as a marketing strategy, and I love this one. This, I'm going to tell you a story real quick about this one because this one is one that I am just such a big fan of and I think that so many people do mini sessions so wrong and I really just want you to understand how you can do it and make it easy. So a lot of photographers, they schedule the mini sessions and maybe I might get some hate for what I'm about to say but I'm going to say it anyway. Don't do it. 
And if you are going to do it, at the very least, make sure you make money on the back end with print sales. Otherwise, it's just a lot of stress for very little money. Anyway, off my soapbox about mini sessions, let me tell you a better way real quick. I've mentioned this in my episode, but I love working with other businesses to develop relationships and grow my business. When I first moved to St. Louis in 2016, I started working with a fitness studio specializing in pole dancing. They're awesome, by the way, and they've expanded all throughout the city. If you're in St. Louis, they're called Pink Lemon, and I'm going to link their website in the show notes in case any of my listeners are in the area. What's great about working with fitness studios and why I really like working with them specifically, especially in regards to these mini sessions, is that their clients are already in the habit of purchasing and joining other group programs. So the mini session signups are just, they're like a no brainer for them. So what I did was have this fitness studio advertise and book the mini sessions for me. Then we split the session fee for each person who signs up. And you're probably wondering, What's in it for me and how am I making money here if I'm giving half of my way half of my money away for the work that I'm doing? Well, for one, you're doing none of the marketing. The fitness studio is. They're booking their own clientele that you wouldn't have access to without this. And yes, it's a fun thing for their members and gives them a goal to work towards and really show up for their workout classes, but also they're doing part of the work and letting you use their audience. So they deserve that payment as well. And second, you are gonna make money on the back end. The first one I did, I made $1,500 off of for four 20 minute sessions with zero experience in what I was offering. It was totally me making it up as I went. And what's better, six years later, I still book sessions from working with Pink Lemon years ago. That's the definition of long-term sustainability. So these mini sessions can be used as a marketing tool and you don't even have to do the work to book them. You just need to show up and give the mini sessions a shortened but amazing experience in front of your camera. And let's talk about the last strategy. This is my TLC bridal fair strategy. I've done a ton of bridal fairs and vendor fairs and I want you to know that these trade show type things, they don't need to be scary. My number one priority when I'm at a bridal fair or any type of vendor show is collecting emails. And as I've said, I know if I can get qualified leads on my email list, then I can turn them into clients. I have 100% faith in myself in that situation. My very favorite thing about booking a bridal fair in particular, though, is that the show will typically give you the email list from every bride who signed up for the show. So yes, I very much want to collect emails the day of the bridal fair, but I'm more than happy to bank on the email list after the show. That's when I know without a doubt I'm going to book sessions. In fact, I wish that I could do bridal fairs, not go to the bridal fair and just get the email list. I would be a very happy photographer, but I know that I can't do that. So I will definitely go to the show and put on my happy face and hang out there so that I can get that email list at the end of the show. So all of that being said, I definitely have some recommendations on what to do and what not to do at bridal fairs, and I'm going to share those with you in episode nine, but I want to talk about my biggest recommendation, and that is to automate as much as you can of the bridal fair. So here are a few tips that you can implement as soon as possible. So QR codes are key. Use those for giveaway signups and as a way to book a session at the show. Bring a friend. Some shows may only be four to six hours, but those are four to six long hours. Bring a friend to help you through it and pay him or her really well. 
Your booth needs to be on brand and catch the attention of your ideal client, and you want to host a giveaway that will make you money later. Do not give away an entire session and an album. Please don't do that. You do not need to be out any money for your giveaway. In fact, you need to be able to make money on your giveaway. Be sure to tune into episode nine for more details about what to do and what not to do. I'm going to tell you exactly how I booked 17 sessions at a bridal fair and what I would do differently next time. I really want to encourage you all to think beyond a model call when you're thinking of a marketing strategy and booking clients. Model calls are just not where it's at when you are thinking about growing a photography business for the long term. There are so many better ways to grow a sustainable business. I hope you take these strategies and implement what feels aligned with your business and how you want to work personally. So for example, if you don't want to work with brides, please don't book a bridal fair. I know I talk a lot about email lists and while that may sound intimidating if you don't like to write or if you think that you don't like to write, I promise it doesn't have to be. I haven't written an email for my boudoir business in well over a year because I've completely automated it at this point and it's converting super well. It's one of those set it and forget it tasks. So I used to think that I didn't like writing either, but now it's my literal favorite part of the job. And honestly, it's what I spend the majority of my time doing because of the education side. But on the boudoir side, I don't do any writing over there anymore unless I just feel called to write a random blog post. But even though these email lists are very intimidating and can be intimidating, I promise you that you can do it and you can do it well and then you won't have to do it anymore because it's going to be converting for you on the back end. So back on the topic of staying aligned to what fits your business, I want to urge you to really focus on avoiding things that can take over your life. So recently I've fallen into the trap of marketing in a way that doesn't feel aligned with my business model. It actually makes me feel exhausted and burned out. Even with a social media manager, I was still spending so many hours on Instagram and it burned me out to the point that at the moment, I only check my DMs three to four times a week and I haven't posted on stories in weeks, honestly. Like maybe one story in the past five days. Like I'm just burnt out. So I want you to know that we can all fall victim to things that may not work for us. We all work differently. Some may love the hustle of social media while some of us would rather only hop on it if it feels good for us at the time. Some of us really like working on the back end things. Like I love the podcast. I love writing blogs. I love working on those things that I know are going to work for the long haul instead of the things that like Instagram. The reason I've don't like getting on Instagram is because the algorithm has it where it only works for a few hours, honestly. And I just have a hard time with the ROI of working on Instagram when I could be working on things that are going to last forever, like my blog or my podcast or things like that. So that's why I just want you to make sure that you are only working on the things that you absolutely love and that you see will work for you. I truly never want you to feel like I'm saying that everything I'm talking about is absolutely what you have to do. Every single thing is a must or your business won't work. I would never say that to anybody. It's actually the opposite. I'm giving you strategies and tips, but I only want you to implement what feels good and makes you happy. Remember, your business can be whatever you want it to be. You don't need to be a replica of me. In fact, I'm sure Tommy would say, 
one of me is enough for the world. I know I talked a lot about my TLC Boudoir Photographers Mastermind today, and it's just because I believe in it so much. Every breakout session is jam-packed with actionable information laid out step-by-step step so you can implement it in way less time than it took me. I'm talking like two hours max for some of the breakout sessions, and these are things that took me years to learn and understand and implement. My photographers currently in the program are already booking sessions while they're sleeping or while they're watching their kids play ball. Like, I'm not exaggerating. I get those texts and emails constantly. If you want the same thing for your business, if you want a passive sales system, system for your photography business that consistently turns organic traffic into paying clients, I'm telling you there is no other course, no other program out there like this one. This is the most reliable way to scale a business, especially a boudoir business, obviously, to consistent six figures without having to work super crazy hours. And I'm not saying it's gonna be easy or it'll happen overnight, but it will work if you put in the work. If this is something that interests you, please be sure to join the waitlist. It's at tinyurl.com slash TLC Mastermind. And I will also link it in the show notes. But thank you guys so much for hanging out. If you want, I would love for you to follow me on Instagram at it's Tracy Lynn. I know I haven't been on there very often, but I do check my DMs. So that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Or you can check out my website at tracylynncoaching.com. But I think that's it, guys. And I will talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sustainable Freedom with Photography podcast. If you loved it, be sure to rate and follow so that you never miss an episode. They drop every Monday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have an awesome week.